Hello, movie dopers. It's me, Brian, again with Brad. And Brad, what's the movie we're we're reviewing today? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're it. Ah, tag. <laughs> I was I was 50-50 if that was a bit. <laughs> I was like, this is a bit, but it might not be. Um dad jokes are strong. <laughs> and uh it's kind of funny that you might be doing more dad jokes than I am. Um <laughs> And I didn't mention this in our, uh, hey, how you doing before the recording talk, because I was so excited when you told me this, but you said, not, this is not spoilers in here, but everyone's about to get the rating in a few minutes. Uh, you said it'll, something like it'll be very interesting or kind of difficult to rate this. <laughs> like yeah, This will be that. a weird one. And that makes me so happy because I said it was a special kind of movie. <laughs> like. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, we're recording this on monday i watched it saturday night and i've thought about it the whole time like <gasps> where does this where does this go oh that made me so happy all right and and i cried you did no no i didn't not even a little bit maybe yawned once or twice <laughs> uh, i didn't even cry come on i didn't cry at no time to die i'm not crying at this if your wife listens to this later, she tell will. her to tell me on Instagram and movies are dope to remember to clip this and put it on Instagram because the the I was literally three seconds away from saying to the surprise of nobody, I cried multiple times watching this and the roller coaster of emotion I went on right before revealing that hearing you may have cried uh, when as far as I know in like the total six minutes of uh interactions between all three of us you're not the more more popular crier in your household it got me so excited and then it killed all my dreams (laughs) 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 in such a quick quick u-turn of emotions you bastard i love you for doing that to me (laughs) i was i cried more times than what i so i don't even know if i've cried before in the movie oh all right, this is a very heavy thing, and I don't want it to impact your opinion of this movie at all. But the second time I watched it, and I mentioned this on my uh, reaction that I'll be releasing later. Um, second time I watched it was the day after I traveled 17 and a half hours from Anaheim, California to Dallas, Texas, something like that, uh, with my buddy, staying at my buddy's place, Billy Norton. And the next day, I'm like, baby, you got Alamo Draft House. We're going. Uh, and uh, we ended up, obviously, we ended up seeing Tag. But the best part of that was he looked at Google Maps. He's like, it's 30 minutes. You're driving. I was like, baby. I didn't tell him. I didn't call him baby. I was like, baby, I just drove 17 and a half hours yesterday. This is like walking down the block. This is less exhausting than me walking down the block. <laughs> we went. He enjoyed the fuck out of it. He's also the person that made me feel how special Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was when he came and visited Chicago. It was my fifth time seeing it. My first time, <laughs> fifth or sixth, my first time with an adult because it was either me or my daughter. Um, 
and seeing it through his eyes, I finally felt how special it was and how everyone else was talking. And then um, uh, a few years ago, his uh, girlfriend DM me on Facebook and unfortunately he passed away at 35, I believe. So loved seeing it with you, bro. Just wanted to, I know it's heavy and if you don't like some of the movie that might make it awkward but just wanted to say he was he was a great guy he he uh when i didn't have the confidence to be to say something as small as like actually i ordered this at a restaurant and if you're watching on video i look much snarkier than i actually did <laughs> um he's the one who would speak up and be like actually he ordered that and i was like I just appreciate it. You know, you know, the small problems that you have that you're like, this is too small a problem to actually speak up about. He yeah, just can't ca- make this into a big deal. Yeah. And I don't know how to say it where it doesn't sound like I'm being a total asshole. <laughs> and he knew. And he, he just immediately, he was like, actually, he ordered this and was total gentleman about it. Everyone was happy. And I was just. He filled in that little shortcoming I had in the moment the last time I saw him during the Chicago Polar Vortex when it went negative 55. <sighs> That's when he visited. That was the yeah. last time I saw him. So I was I was still in Wisconsin at that point, so I know what you're talking about. I still have, if anyone goes on uh, Instagram.com forward slash Superview Heroes, I think I have one of those like saved stories of me, him, and my buddy Richard. Uh, trying to scrape ice off the inside of the car door windows <laughs> and me recording doing intentionally the worst job ever. <laughs> Be like, I don't know what I would do. So you're like the little kid who just doesn't want to do it. And uh, oh, so yeah, they do he, a terrible job. So somebody comes, some come by and takes <laughs> essentially that was the bit I was doing. He literally gave me a full ice scraper, one of multiple, and I took like the corner part and I was like, scratching her name into the window yeah it was literally just like using it would be like being given the largest paintbrush and trying to paint the thinnest line it's like you could do so much more than that brian anyway just want to say that in the non-spoilery section um and good luck following that up with non-spoiler reviews about a silly movie with a big heart <laughs> what would you think sir that that misses in so many jokes <laughs> what's up that misses in so many jokes what misses in so many this jokes oh, oh. there's there's some jokes <laughs> i hit but there are some jokes that were just like no which, which ones did missed for you most of them <laughs> most of them. well we've got my my rewatch of it uh, and I guarantee if you ever do see it, you're gonna roll your eyes so many times and be like, really? <laughs> uh is that your non-spoiler review that it misses most of the jokes it tries it's, to make? It's exactly the movie's exactly what it sounds like. Um the movie name is Tag. I mean it's a bunch of adults that play tag. Yeah. It's one of those uh. based on stories that should that realistically would have been called inspired by and then actually it's more like what i've heard the reality versus the movie is for green book where it's like ah they did a tour 
but you know, I've, that, I've, I've seen happen. I've seen Green Book, but I haven't seen anything else about it. I didn't know. I I knew it was based off a true story or inspired by a true story, or whatever it was. Yeah, it was I, based. I haven't looked up. And, and, and I didn't mean to bring Green Book into this, uh, but it, you know, it's a uh, what is it? It's an it's based on a true thing of like ten. <laughs> middle-aged men who still tag and it's told through the eyes of five very handsome younger men (laughs) or middle-aged probably 50s but 40s 50s based on the credits um very five very handsome men a psychotic woman a (laughs) reporter woman Uh, a horny and- mom woman <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who's the other and rashida jones see what are you gonna do what are you gonna do so, uh, but yeah anything uh anything more about the film you want to say before we tell our ratings and it also has uh little ray howie um how howerly in it who was in the last movie too so yeah as soon as i saw that i was like oh hey this wasn't even planned (laughs) so far we're connecting all of our movies together somehow (laughs) you you get me another one we're good (laughs) actually fun fact i want to do a uh uh kevin bacon six degrees of separation kind of podcast where we go through the imdb of all of kevin bacon's films and take one and then find an actor and find another one and literally do the first movie on the imdb list and then six other movies connected to it and then back to the next kevin bacon movie (laughs) and that'll be when we're all rich and we're like well we got 18 hours in the day that we can be making content uh or realistically like four hours (laughs) uh all right where am i gonna where am i gonna fit my super yacht time in we're going to be on, on the super yacht. That's how oh, Mr. Good, good. does it. Good. Uh, and we're going to make a video about our yacht tour and the BT, the uh, yacht renovations. Then we can do below deck with a show about all of the people that are helping us on our yacht. Mm-hmm. And every part of that is being recorded while live streaming <laughs> to a live, <laughs> a 24 hour a day live streaming YouTube channel of all That's five good. people. <laughs> And then each each one has a daily vlog. My parents won't be there. Each one has a daily vlog. (laughs) Um, All right, sir. What's your, what's your rating? I am going to go skunk. skunk (gasps) Ooh, so spicy. I I wish some of the jokes hit more. Uh, It's a movie, but would those 90 minutes have been better spent elsewhere? Yes. Right. Most other comedy movies. <laughs> I'm gonna go exactly the opposite direction and call say that for me it was a special edible. Like it's a it's an edible. It, it's firing on all cylinders for me. But I also recognize that the dartboard, uh, like the the dartboard, which I don't know how to describe this. Uh, that it's a very a very specific edible, let's say. Yes. Yeah. Diet. There's a lot of dietary restrictions. Yeah, <laughs> really. Like all, all five people that made this movie. 
<laughs> like you really got to get a spe- it's it, it's knowing your audience. If you're in the the demographic of people who would love this movie like I am, Chef's Kiss edible. I I get why, but I I mean, I think I think they did a really great job of incorporating the weirder elements. Anyway, those are our ratings. Mine's a special edible. Yours is a skunk. Skunky skunk. <laughs> I don't know why I called it skunky, but it's not changing now. Um, uh, all right. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you want the video version of this, link below. If you want to watch the movie, buy it. There's an affiliate link below. If you want to see my full reaction and me loving every joke that y'all hate. That's also gonna be down below when I upload it. All right, sir. What's the f- what's what's the joke that made you roll your eyes the most? Because I want to know how hard I laughed at your worst moment, worst experience in this movie. It was probably all like the um, Sherlock Holmes effects that Hawkeye has, <laughs> or oh. Jeremy Jeremy Rayner. Like it, just, it was like. Just no, please don't. Like I, 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 you could slow it down, and you could even do like a little like monologue in there too. But like to break it down, like Sherlock Holmes was just get over it. You're not I, that good. I will say there was some cringe in there when he's like Hoagie runs at me in a pussy like fashion. I'm yeah, like, I'm like, eh, no thanks. I can but, smell weed. Chili's around. <laughs> <laughs> the faint smell of weed. Chili thinks he's got me by surprise. I fucking got him by surprise. <laughs> that was that was my sense of humor to nearly a T, if not for in a pussy-like fashion. Um, Bob's st- uh, self-confidence and arrogance will get to him. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be the one to to tat. What's his name? Jeremy Renner's character? Uh, Jerry? Jerry. I'm going to tag Jerry. I loved that. I love me like I literally saw the reference and I was like, I love the Sherlock Holmes reference, the RDJ. And as far as like him being able to call out or know what the other person is thinking, his friends, one, I found it funny Two, it. For me, it gave extra texture of how he's so good because he's not just like a lunatic animal who throws projectors. And, and and disappears in the middle of a of a suspiciously placed telephone booth. He also knows his friends really well and exploits their weaknesses for his own and, gain. And chloroforms them and <laughs> um, sets booby traps so that way they're picked up in cargo nets. I and... didn't say he wasn't psychotic. <laughs> Although. Just... Um, uh, what's his name's wife was probably the female version of Jerry. Ella Fisher is yeah, so a good treasure. This is this is my favorite role of hers, and probably my second favorite is uh, Wedding Crashers because she's because she, she plays the same basic. She's character. kind of the same with a little bit different. I I just think I well probably two reasons I like this one more. One I watched it more recently, <laughs> so. Obviously, I'm remembering her lines from this one a lot more than uh, the, Crashers. Oh, the um, 
the assaulter uh, in Wedding Crasher, and all. Well, she, also- well she's she, it's it's the same basic character. I mean, Wedding Crasher, she's more horny. This one, she's more like psychotic. Like, yeah, and no, we're gonna do this and we're gonna get them. <laughs> and, and in this she's one, she's not allowed to play. Yeah, <laughs> you've made a big mistake. Uh, the second reason I like it is because I just lines like some couples go and have gangbangs. This is just us. This is just what we do. This is our gangbang. Go get him! Don't lose him, other great. Fucking love it. Or like uh, uh, when Chili knocks her down, he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He's loose! It's just she doesn't give a shit that she got knocked down with a bloody nose. <laughs> he's trying to do the right thing, and she's like, I had the pride. Dude, your wife is too intense. I I just adore her. Um, do you love her character or what do you think about the character? Is it, let me rephrase that. Is this one of the cases where the movie around it is lacking, but you found a character that you really love or no? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the characters itself. I just think the premise of the movie, um, like if you, if you don't think too hard, right. But if you start thinking about it at all, you're like, man, that dude just jumped into some random house climbed up like destroyed his house jumped out of a second story window broke his window and no cop recall it was just like oh come on and then like bust out a church window from an aa meeting and just like oh, yeah. i was just like come on Dude, oh wait i didn't mention the most sadistic character of them all leslie bibbs uh, yes her character faking a miscarriage holy shit and then afterwards she's like but we're now we're a power couple and we won and it's (laughs) just like oh my god they're made for each other and i (laughs) probably uh chili's reaction is is closest to mine but not exactly because mine's just like oh my god given the wrong button you could be the end of the world you're (laughs) You're psychotic. I hope you never have me in your crosshairs where he, him, what was his, uh, I'm not saying I wanted you to have a miscarriage. That's not, that's too far. Uh, but I, what I will say is that if you do have a miscarriage, don't say it. That's what you get. (laughs) (laughs) And her response. Okay. I understand. You know, everything (laughs) you lost your anger. She doesn't turn it into like a I'm the victim thing because it's just messy emotions after a really fucked up move or a, like a chess move. I mean, um, anyway, so she wanted so this whole thing was set up. I guess they do it like once a, once a year in like May or something like that. Yeah. And they happen to have this wedding in May, like expecting like nothing is going to happen. Yeah. Like. She says, well, my mom and my sisters all had May weddings. I want a May wedding. Yeah, yeah all the women like, in my family. Um, but, hmm. And it happens to be on like the last day of May or something like that because the end of the movie, spoiler, um, it ends like the last three minutes of May. <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. Or I guess I appreciated the the extra effort to justify it. Um, like, why do they have the wedding in May? We understand why, but, uh, it adds 
timing it like they could have done the beginning of the month you know yeah. i guess and then and then done a truth that probably would have worked better but yeah. and then or, you know invite everybody and then be like all right we can still play the game just you know do it at the third or later but i appreciate the end of the month only because um it gives them a clock for not only for the made up reason of like jerry's retiring but the real reason it gives them a countdown clock uh add stakes you know if it was at the beginning of the month and he collapsed like that then they'd have the rest of the month for uh jeremy renner's character jerry to decide if he wants to get tagged or not and um i just i just like how they figured it out like they did put the wedding the ad in the paper and jerry's like i knew you'd figure it out you'd be here how you doing boys and if not i mean they showed that the relationship wasn't close but yeah but but became close at the end yeah. at the very least even if it's not satisfying it it's not a plot hole you know there yeah. there's so many movies i could imagine that would just be like we we're not going to explain why it's in may <laughs> good enough let's keep yeah. going um, and we're moving on <laughs> yeah it's a may wedding and then it's kind of like uh did you see black widow no i have not sorry i've not seen black widow all right well this is a spoiler but i think it's a spoiler that'll actually make for a better experience uh when you know about it because uh did you see wonder woman 1984 i have it <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm just gonna tell one yeah go ahead for night for wonder woman 1984 because this is the more scandalous no, I'm gonna do Black Widow because it makes more sense for the example. Um, no, no, let's do and, let's do let's do Wonder Woman. In black, no, because that that is a truly it won't relate back as well. Um, black Widow, there's a villain who cannot be killed by Natasha or any of the other trainees, and the and it's very subtle. I actually appreciate how subtle it is. But basically, it's the thing of like a misogynist guy is using female slaves to be assassins. And it's really an an ego thing. Like this guy just exudes small dick energy. And his way to compensate for that is just enslaving like a few hundred women to do anything he wants. Mind control done like they they will do anything he wants and none of them can kill him because he made it so that his fair they can't hurt him because they can smell his pheromones they they know his pheromones and it literally stops them like a mental block and in line with him being a sexist creep makes perfect sense if you think if you think about it for half a second and no more. You're like, all right, what would he do? He'd he'd make it because his powerful pheromones. What an ego trip. And then you think about it for a whole second, or maybe even two, and you're like, but sniper rifle? Yeah. But long distance but, anything. But sniper rifle. You know, what they should have done is just do the the laws of robotics for the uh widows. For the people he's enslaving that's it it's mind uh it's not mind control but it's like uh hypnosis programming 
You've programmed them to do him no harm, uh, to stop anyone else from harming him, and to sacrifice whatever the laws of robotics, just fill in that guy's name. Uh, and they totally could have done that with this. Was I still talking about the May wedding? I got so lost in your tangent. I don't know. Get lost in your eyes. All right. That was an example of <laughs> someone being like, oh, pheromones. Okay. Move on. We got a lot more stuff to do. Don't think about it. Pheromones. It makes sense. Boom. Let's go. And someone could have been like, uh, plot hole. Um, did I really say this all about a May wedding? Yes. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not having a good time. <laughs> not, it, not, not in relation to this. It personalized. I'm having, I'm having a day. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, so, Virtual yeah. hugs. Um, I think that's what I was saying. Wow. Yeah. All right, moving so, on. So, what was your favorite joke then? So, we've got my least favorite joke of most of them. Um, what joke did you really latch onto? Which, I, which I, one? Which one did you make? Made you cry? No, I didn't cry because of the any jokes. Um, the one that pops to mind. I don't know. This this is my favorite, but it's the uh, he shit himself joke. Only because that whole sequence was like not in the script, completely unrelated. They filmed it for an advertisement. Like they were going to make a whole original, like short kind of short as an ad for the film. And they loved it so much that they just put it into the film. So I, I love that, uh, that got put in because they just loved the, they were like, this is too good for just that that got blown way out of proportion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Favorite joke. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I really, I really love Yella Fisher's jokes. Um, the mother—that's because she's crazy. Yeah, the mother flirting with Chili. Oh, the Uh, whole time you're perfect as you are. I think I'm getting a contact high. (laughs) Use my use my belt on uh, naughty little boys. I hope you don't hurt those boys. <laughs> Everybody, uh, you, you guys all gotta get dressed up for the wedding. Not you, Chili. You're fine the way you are. <laughs> um, this was one that they improved on set, like they asked for another take and then did. And they did it later in the film, so I think they did both. But uh when Chili needs a tie, he's like, Do you need to borrow or do you have a tie? Yes, I have a tie. Do you need to borrow a tie? Yes, I need to borrow a tie. Uh, <laughs> um what is the I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite joke, except maybe this is our gangbang. Um, what I really appreciate on the film was I actually almost asked you to watch it twice because on a second watch, this is what I loved about it was all these subtle moments where Ella Fisher's character is checking in on her husband's health. And you don't on the first watch for me, I didn't pick up that it was health related reasons. No, I, I didn't either. I mean, I, I knew something at the end was going to happen to one of them. Somebody was going to get hurt. Like, you know, one of them would go too far and end up in the hospital or end up hurt. And yeah. then 
I knew it wasn't going to be Jerry or, or was going to be Jerry and they were going to tag him as like a joke, but not like a serious health condition like that. Yeah. If you, if you rewatch this movie, there's so many moments where she's, she just does a little check-in actually in his first uh, scene with John Hamm, John goes, uh, John Hamm's character goes, you lost some weight, buddy. He's like, yeah, a little bit. And then Chili, uh, when he asks if he could smoke with Chili, he's like, you want to smoke? Yeah, I've been dabbling with, uh, with, you know, some stuff lately, mostly medicinal. He's like, this is the greatest. All these little moments uh, before he tips over the, what, what is a pool table weigh? 600 pounds or something? They're pretty heavy. I mean, if they're slate ones, they're heavy. Yeah, and she's like, watch out, you're going to hurt yourself. Or she like just looks at him at the wedding or when she picks them up from the, uh, I think when he's freaking out about Jerry masturbating onto his teddy bear, <laughs> his, his she's teddy like, bear. she she says stuff like, relax, don't don't stress yourself out too much or don't get too excited. Even he get like at one point he's getting excited that they're going to catch him. And she's like, don't get too excited. Like all these little moments that on a first watch just translated to me as this is the last year. Jerry's going to do it. He is getting too. He's putting too much pressure on himself and everyone to get it. And he need, he does need to get his head on straight. And then, on a rewatch, knowing that he's gonna pass, you 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 understand. And did, did they did they really say pass, or did they say like he was gonna be out next year? Um, didn't, he have, didn't he have like a tumor or something like that? Like it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't think it was like. like he has he has a tumor like the size terminal. of terminal, a golf ball, and he's got like six weeks to live. Something like that, or maybe maybe six months, but I think it was six weeks where Jerry's still not believing them. And yeah, because it was, it was a tumor on his liver. Yeah, and he's, he's, he, he, he might die. I'm going to say but, maybe but, six months, because he, 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 yeah, he basically, as far as we can tell, it's he's not making it to next year. As, as, that's what he's assuming. I mean... I mean, that's what the doctors say. That yeah, that he's there's no way he's gonna make it. That's why he says the game ends with him if he doesn't tag Jerry. And and that and and another thing I really appreciated was we start with the song. Um, uh, oh, I forgot the song. We start and end with the same song, and I forget what it was, but it made so much sense for the game of tag, and then for the end where it came so close to ending i forgot it, i just um, want to point that out well because uh, i know the i know they use war pigs in the middle as like psychological warfare um black sabbath war pigs so i know they use that in the middle i just don't remember the first i thought maybe jump around off the top of my head but i don't think that was it either let's see what is, what song is at the end of uh Oh no, that's the credits song. Did you say through the credits? Did I tell you to say through the credits? No, you didn't tell me to say through the credits. Oh, they. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that for you to find out because it's kind of funny. It's not like a okay, running by uh, Farside, P H A R C Y D E. Um, I'm gonna listen to it on YouTube. Uh, running. By far, I, well, it's not spelling. Oh, that, that is a crazy spelling of that, by the way, because I just looked it up too. 
P-H-A-R-C-Y-D-E. That is, oh, yeah. that's one way to spell that, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, oh, I, I muted it. Uh, it's a, oh, I'm, I'm listening to it right now. Are you listening to it? No, run, I thought run, it was going to play Run, 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 run. No, I don't want to put it on the recording. Oh, oh, uh, always running away. That's in a lot of other movies too. I want to say it's in a oh, Fast and Furious oh, no, movie too. Sorry, sorry, not always running away. Can't keep running away. So it made so much sense as like the opening to the movie of like, oh yeah, can't keep running away tag. And then what hit for me was closing out Jerry's arc because they use the same song at the end and it literally talks about his arc. Like he can't keep running away from his friends. Um, and yet he's not anymore. Anyway, I think that's part of the reason I cried at the end. (laughs) Yeah. So fun, fun fact here. Um, this, um, was it far cycle or what far side? Yeah. Is in the Street Fighter soundtrack, Eight Mile soundtrack, the Whiskey Tango Foxtrot soundtrack. <laughs> Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. What I have WT- it's it, yeah, it's WTF. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, the waterboarding sequence. Oh yeah, like come on, threaded, you, you threaded the thinnest line for me, especially with uh. Uh oh, is his name Hoagie, the guy who's yes, dying? you know, like Hoagie and his wife going that far. Like on the first watch, it threaded such a thin needle that it didn't. I I was never like, what the fuck are you doing? And so it didn't it didn't like take me aback or anything. But on the rewatch, understanding what's at stake and how they could be pushed to that point. And and what it, mostly what was at stake of the movie? Like you're talking to him, his possibly his last last year. Yeah. So there's a reason, a motive for why he's doing it. But like, yeah, you're yeah. right. That th- that threads like a super super <laughs> thin line. Like I, <laughs> like I'm glad they I'm glad they eventually stopped. They didn't really waterboard him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm glad yeah, like somebody it, was like somebody it, was like, oh, this is probably a not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should probably it, not do this if. Uh, if they had fully waterboarded him and then on the rewatch, I wouldn't have been on board with it. I wouldn't have. Um, but uh, yeah, the fact that it was Ella Fisher's character saying that uh, we're going to waterboard, she's the one who starts it. Um, I would say that character, the, the guy played by um, Silicon Valley guy. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. I definitely, that was a series of jokes that I was forgetting uh, when you were asking favorite jokes. I love the combination of uh, (laughs) essentially every time he says something like, you dick sucking homophobes. (laughs) Yeah, he made a a lot of like weird like like dick jokes. He's like, all right, but I'm not going to suck any of you off. Like, <laughs> yeah, and when he like grabs his his ponytail, his braided ponytail is like a defense mechanism. Clearly, like holding a blankie. It's, it's just like a rat tail. Yeah, but like just the forty nine fifty one split of like forty nine percent. You add one more word, and that's a homophobic part of the joke. Uh, combined with the fifty one percent, like 
pro pro LGBT ally ally. Yeah. I was like, I almost said pro homophobia, which would not have been <laughs> right. Not not what you're I was for. looking for. But yeah, basically 51% ally, 49% like, dude, one more word, and that's actually homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a beautiful uh, chef's kiss combination. That uh yeah. <laughs> it was it was bore, the whole scene is borderline, like <laughs> from start to finish, borderline. It's playing with fire. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the juggling with fire, except for somebody's also squirting gasoline at you at the same time. Yeah. Or lighter fluid. It's basically like uh <laughs> no, it's not. It's not basically <laughs> like this. I was gonna say it's reminding me a lot of the uh, Dave Chappelle controversy uh recently but that's not a perfect analogy um but yeah uh anything uh yeah okay so so we're still talking about the movie here Mm -hmm. um what do you think with all of these stars all of the high action high intensity moments Mm how much do you think the budget was for this movie damn it i was literally just gonna google that because I thought you were going to ask how much you, they got paid. So I was going to use the budget as oh, like no. as a reference for how much they got paid. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I had the shocker of uh, I had the shocker, which you'll only understand the full extent of the joke. If you go out of the Patreon or have two brain cells that you can rub together because uh, <laughs> nothing I do is going to be two brain cells complicated. and then a, a small gap and then another brain cell. <laughs> um, the shocker that Deadpool was actually only 58 million. Uh, however, and surprise, I, did I mention it to you already that Jeremy Renner broke both his arms on this movie? No, I didn't. Oh or, no, yeah. Didn't. I didn't know. No, near the beginning of his shoot, when he's doing the stunt, running up the stairs and breaking that stained glass window at the AA meeting, Mm -hmm. apparently one of the uh, towers of chairs fell over and he had to catch himself and he broke both his arms. So most of this film, including, I believe, him throwing the donuts, which Which happens chronologically right, right before that. Which is why he throws it like a backhanded, like yeah, that makes all, sense now. All four figures are together. He had yeah, green well, he, screen casts, and those arms were digital. Yeah, because he like if you look, he like he like flicks them backwards, like to put like. Yeah, and there's there's definitely a difference of like holding it, and then you see all the fingers like kind of uh, spreading out like a deck that you're fanning out. But his or throwing a like a throwing a frisbee, but like higher at an angle. Yeah, there's just but his uh, from his pointer to his pinky are clearly all together. Yeah, (laughs) they must have phoned up the uh, the Skyfall team when they replaced Daniel Craig's gloves and be like, "Hey, have you uh, improved on that? Because it didn't look too good, but you're you've got to start." Uh, let's see. With that in mind, that they had to green screen out his casts Ooh. and replace his hands uh, for stuff. I'll say probably under, but close to a hundred million. Okay. Okay. What's um, the answer? I will tell you mm-hmm. that in the box office, 
this movie only generated $78.1 million. I know. I know. It's got to be something bad. <laughs> I mean, they almost tripled their budget. Their budget was only $28 million. Whoa, I almost lowballed it. You, you uh, lowballed it by a lot. <laughs> yeah, I almost I almost went like $35 million because I was like, maybe they have points on the back end. But considering like, I, w- I would imagine, let's see, Step Step Brothers budget. I would imagine that would be a very cheap movie. No, it's $65 million. I knew I, 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 I would have said 50 I probably would have said around 50 for that. That that just felt like a cheap movie that everyone's like, we're getting our back end. What? <laughs> uh, you know, because like that's literally just them sitting in a room shooting the shit for five hours and coming yeah, up and- with another 10 minute sequence where they both say, shut up, you're stupid. <laughs> you know, And then rinse and repeat. It, <laughs> it doesn't feel except for the fight with the children. It doesn't, at least to me, it didn't feel very dynamic. I mean, come on, they had, to, they had to smash a boat. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> they could have faked that-ish. Wow. Wow. Tag was half the budget of Step Brothers, almost. It, more. Or less than half the budget. $28 million, Step Brothers, $65 million. <sighs> Yeah. I mean, so looking, <laughs> looking at that perspective... I'm, that makes it better in my eyes that some of the jokes didn't land, stuff like that, because you're only working on a budget of $28 million. And I assume the actors, you know, I know they get paid off of, you know, percentages of the movies and stuff like that, but I'm sure they still get a nice, healthy chunk up front. Um, oh, wow. So it succeeded at the box office because budgets normally are double, or the, the advertising budget is normally double its normal budget. So assuming that they spent, uh, you know, how much? Let's say fifty-six million total, and uh, so they made twenty million. Yeah, I, I I thought it completely failed at the box office. Sorry, no, I feel I, like I cut you off on something that you were about to get to. Did I? Uh probably, but I don't remember. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm, um, I'm I'm gonna while you talk, I'm gonna Google how much Step Brothers made because it's gonna piss me off. Oh, it's gonna be ridiculously high. Um, this movie also. Um, released alongside of Incredibles oh. two, um, which is, which is going to kind of make it kind of high. Mm. Um, I like this movie more than Incredibles two. <laughs> yeah. The number yeah. one highest grossing Pixar movie of all time. No biggie. Step Brothers only made one hundred twenty eight million at the box office, so it actually didn't piss me off. Um, it's not as much as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, right. But it's but it's also weird because. Um, the, I mean, even with even being released the wrong side of Incredibles two, you you'd still think that okay, I'm gonna take my kids, they're gonna go see Incredibles. All right, I'm gonna go find another movie. This movie's not overly long. Um, we probably see it around the same time, so I'm kind of surprised it didn't make more. Because um, a lot of times when you see a, a kid movie do really high, or typically a family friendly movie do really high, yeah. um, another movie kind of generates along the side of it just because you know I really don't want to see Incredibles. Yeah, uh, as a thirty-something-year-old, forty-something-year-old, I'm just gonna go watch this comedy movie. It'll be done. It's only a hundred minutes or something like that. You know, I can we can watch this at the same time. I could see that if it was Tangled Two. No offense to Tangled Two, but Tangled Two or Tangled definitely. I think. Well, no, that's unfair. Let's say Frozen. 
Frozen definitely caters to, or at least, you know, made all its money from young, young children. So I, I think actually Incredibles, it was so good at capturing any age group that is like the one animated film. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust to give room for another, for a saucy film to get a, you know, a healthy cut. Come on. You gotta let that go. What? Just, just, just let it go. Like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about until. Let it go. Let it go. You know what? Uh, what this might piss you off. Do you want to know how much Daddy's Home made at the box office? Oh, please! That movie's terrible. Um, I this is a, that was another movie which I thought had a smarter than normal script for what it was, just like this movie. <laughs> because it's got Marky Mark, and because it has Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. I know it was pushed pretty hard marketing wise. You want to know the the budget or the or the box, box office. office box office? I'm going with. And keep in mind, Step Brothers is like 168 million or some, I don't know, 150 million. And that had John C. Riley as well as the doubleheader. I'm going to go, well, Marky Mark, uh, he's, a, he's a ladies' man. So I'm going to go with 300. 300 million? Million. Close. 242 million. Okay. I, I saw that in people also search for it because I looked up a movie that I think is one of the most hilarious movies. I saw it three times in its first week. And by the third time, my girlfriend at the time, me and her literally said every single line from the entire film, recited it in the theater. (laughs) And uh, I wish the person in front of us had said something a lot earlier, because once credits started, he stood up and said, thanks for ruining the movie for me. And we were like, we genuinely were like, sorry, I wish you had told us to shut the fuck up. Yeah, a long time ago. Three minutes in, because... I I really recommend it. <laughs> um, uh, did I say the name? The Goods Live Hard, Sell Hard. That is uh, Catherine Hahn, or uh, Jeremy Renner, Catherine Hahn, uh, Luther from Mission Impossible, Ving Rhames, uh, Ken Jeong, and it is sadistic <laughs> in how, how many jokes it pushes it. Anyway. Um... So, do you know who the initial two lead actors for this movie? Since we're still on facts about this mission, uh, this movie. Uh, uh, what is? Oh, the same leads for Bad Boys. That's my joke. Nope. John Lovitz and another white person. I was <laughs> uh, <just> two <laughs> white people. <laughs> I didn't this know movie. this had original leads. <laughs> um, I mean, this is about white privilege. This movie is about white privilege being able to run through people's houses smash out windows and no cops have been called in this entire movie um i didn't maybe an unintentional message <laughs> i mean i don't actually think like i don't actually think that's just funny that it's like no yeah you know, any any real time this i mean they probably would have been shot running through somebody's house like this when i was watching it i actually was saying like i appreciate that chili knows all the names of the people in that apartment complex this is why he's getting away with it and then later when jeremy renner's character uh jerry is like saying hello to the local workers at the uh the mall i'm like i understand why like that's nice planting little seeds why it's not shocking that the the uh 
security guards like is this old lady bothering you (laughs) (laughs) like that at least they put in the effort to know their neighbors or co you know people in the working space but go on so this movie was originally developed with will ferrell and jack black in mind of course (laughs) <laughs> jack black will ferrell i understand uh, yeah that, that's what i was saying of course too but jack black kind of eh, i mean by because this was filmed in uh 2017 that's when they started filming this by that time jack black had kind of disappeared a little bit so it's kind of weird that you know so he, i don't he, will ferrell i 100 understand but jack black i don't get so i'm kind of scared to imagine which role will ferrell thought he would he wanted to play two two things one will ferrell cameos in the goods love hard sell hard it's hilarious two uh oh what is it hot rod with andy samberg (laughs) was originally a will ferrell movie what do you think about that movie that's good i like it okay yay (laughs) i was like no (laughs) i didn't want you to be like hated as well that originally was a will ferrell movie and i think they did it better would have done it better um but honestly, I could totally see Jack Black playing Hoagie. Yes. I could, I could I, see I, a version of that where he really, he kind of channels the emotionality a little bit. And like, yeah, and but I mean, this is coming out hot off the heels off of Hangover and stuff like that, too. So, I mean, hmm. it makes sense of why they chose the people they did. Um, but because obviously they, they, that guy is the main, one of the main guys in Hangover. Uh, Ed Hodges or something like that. I gotcha. Um, so, I mean, I can understand why. Yeah. Ed Helms, oh. sorry. Yeah. But, uh, then who, but who would Will Ferrell play? You can't possibly have him as yeah. Jerry. Not even close. I mean, I could see you could have Will Ferrell as Ho- Hoagie and then have Chili be Jack Black. I can kind of see that. I would prefer... If Will Ferrell was chilly. Okay. Then getting and, hit on and, by the dude's mom would make sense. And Jack Black. It would be weird though with his height. I don't think uh interestingly enough, I think the framing of having seventeen foot Will Ferrell next to her would really take the wind out of the uh soft uncomfortableness like if he's literally draping her in shadows and trying to say i hope you don't hurt those boys <laughs> or knowing will fairly be like oh i hope you don't hurt those boys like do you understand those boys could be like salmon and i'll eat them <laughs> like the other guys um another good movie Another yeah, movie that, that's better than this one. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's a. I'll say it's a better top half better. Uh, Will Ferrell movie, especially for the first opening five minutes. But for yeah, me, but I can I can I've seen that movie like six, seven, eight times. And I, if you turned it on, I'd be like, okay, I'm good with this. Yeah. Where after seeing this once, I mean, I might see it a second time just because you mentioned all the kind of subtle hints. So I might watch it a second time. But if like if this is on TV, I'm changing the channel. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. I, I I would be very excited to hear your read of a second viewing. I was actually literally thinking about that um like 20 minutes ago. Uh <laughs> and to know if your wife cries. <laughs> um oh, man. Hmm. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have liked Will Ferrell in this. No, uh, definitely not. In any role, except uh, Ella Fisher's. I could see him being the wife. <laughs> Ella Fisher, Hoagie's wife or her husband. Ooh. Or I Ooh. guess I guess he could have been the barkeeper, the the um I'd be bartender. Yeah, I don't know if I believe his uh, insecurity as much. Well, no, he could channel uh, Stranger Than Fiction. That was a he, nice. He, he could do it. Uh, wanting to be that person that, hey, let me in, let me in, let me in. Okay, we'll let you in if you do this. Okay, yeah, I'll go do that. Yeah. So I, I could see him, see him pull that role. If you just so that, add him like throwing a bottle at the wall right next to one of their heads as they leave, then it's exactly what will Fer- in will ferrell's wheelhouse but he'd definitely be a little more physical <laughs> yeah but jack black i mean outside of chile i don't see him anywhere else although I, but like seriously not not making a joke i kind of now want to see a movie where jack black is like doing i know it's possible because of the joseph gordon levitt seth mm-hmm. rogan movie 50 50 where Jack Black is has a terminal illness like Hoagie does, is running out of time, and his life partner is Will Ferrell, who's a little too intense. <laughs> I I could see it, and I I'd buy a ticket if that ever happened. I it would be I don't you but don't even even during this time Jack Black was a little on the on the heavier side, so I mean it's not really believable that he's going to be chasing people down on the streets. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I mean, like he's definitely active on YouTube. So Jack Black's and, interested and TikTok. in TikTok. Oh, oh, I haven't seen the TikTok. Um, but that's it's it's kind of a weird combo that I want to see. That okay. Anyway, can I throw another name out there for you? Yeah, go for it. Um, somebody else who was actually. Um, actually cast to the movie was one mr tracy morgan but then had to back out because of scheduling conflicts Mm. i like tracy morgan from uh and this is pre his accident gotcha um from everything kevin smith has said about his time directing cop out and all the petty childish things uh well uh bruce willis did on the movie um you know apparently he could just smell the green on kevin smith as an action director and then he just decided to completely emotionally check out and just phone everything in so i could get just to be a little fair i could see where it started where he's like this guy should not be directing action then just say something put it like Talk to him. Kevin Smith is a. If you told him, hey, you're really being irresponsible in terms of like this very simple action scene, like it was literally some like they're pretending to choke somebody and they should have had a step stool or something. That was the first thing he he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, Kevin Smith's the one who's be like, oh my God. Oh my, what? All right, let's go overboard correcting this. Like he's he's a. (laughs) He's a wonderful child of a human being and he's not going to roll his eyes and be like, fuck you, you know, but uh, apparent all to say, I think him being a child on set for however 60 more days or whatever it was overreaction ultimately, but I get where he's coming from. 
Uh, I mean, I, I can see Bruce Willis as being one of those like hyper focused actors. Yeah. Um, and once he checks out, he checks out. I can I can see that. Yeah, I've as, seen a as, bunch, as a person. I, I've seen a bunch of Ralph the Movie Maker movies about Steven Seagal straight to DVD ones or Bruce Willis straight to DVD movies. He's going in with the intention of being checked out the entire time. I get it. Uh, I just wanted to throw a small bone to Bruce Willis. All to say, but not too big of a bone because it was pretty dickish. We're talking, uh, like a mil- we're talking like a milk bone. Yeah. As, as soon as that milk bone, which I assume is made of milk, melts in his mouth, done. Stop acting like a child. Um, all to say, apparently Tracy Morgan, while he had a gaping hole in his foot due to a s- emergency surgery connected to his diabetes, was running around picking up the slack. He felt uh, the vacuum that Bruce Willis had created and stepped Tracy in. and stepped up like he was physically unhealthy in terms of like, I guess it <laughs> kind of relates to this movie in term. He, he pushed himself to the limit and beyond to make up for Bruce Willis's uh, attitude on set to help out crew to to really pull both their weights so tracy morgan he he's a saint in my do whatever you want to do uh, unless i find out he was uh bill cosby or <laughs> louis ck he can uh, which i i would be shocked if that actually became came out um he's 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 beautiful if he actually ruins me and scrapes the back of my car i'm gonna be like not because you're famous but because you're a nice dude Go on, go on with your day. <laughs> if he totals my you, car, I'm gonna be like, "You're you're buying me a car." Although you should, probably <laughs> should be a little bit more careful in the vehicles, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> yes, can I drive you? <laughs> yes, can you? We have somebody else do this. Yeah, <laughs> you sit in the back seat. We'll, we, I we want to preserve you. <laughs> I'm a rideshare driver by profession. <laughs> I will help you. <laughs> um. Yeah. So actually right before you said the Tracy Morgan thing, I I wouldn't have been surprised seeing Hannibal Burris's therapy scene replaced with Will Ferrell. That I, feels like a Will Ferrell like joke. Like yeah. so tell me that I'm try I'm afraid of all the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. One of the jokes that was pretty funny that I know was in the trailer because I rewatched the trailer mm-hmm. um, and they had like a little scene of um, Hawkeye running around and it's like, oh, we were going to do an expensive trailer for this, but uh, <laughs> or something to that effect. But in one of the scenes in there is uh, synchronize your watches. It's like, and, it's like, and one guy's like, I don't know how to do that. And the other guy's like, I don't have a watch. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> the, the one guy was like time is a construct <laughs> uh what did you think of rashida jones being like a twist uh a twist chess move by jerry that's i mean it's interesting as from a movie point of view that you bring in like uh somebody who's been in between two of the characters mm-hmm. um, or two of your two of your friends and it's kind of a uh, you guys are going to be distracted doing this while I'm going to be doing this. So now I only have to worry about two out of the four of you because the other two are going to be 
yeah <laughs> trying to um have a drink night, yeah make their <laughs> nights a little better <laughs> uh, yeah i uh i think my favorite moment of that was between her and chili and him saying like yeah uh going through a divorce uh living with my dad uh, haven't showered in a week or whatever he said, and she just goes, "Are you trying to make me horny?" I'd like to. <laughs> and then he's like, "Your," uh, she's like, "My husband passed away, like dead." And he's like, <laughs> yeah, we... uh, "Yeah, my wife's dead too. Dead to me. No, no, really dead. Oh, really? You could <laughs> you could be a little less excited of it. Like, no, I'm just saying. Like, that's terrible. But if I had known he was dead, I would have called you months ago." <laughs> Chili's probably my favorite character just because he's he just doesn't fit into society norms. <laughs> um, just like scenes like that. Um, just he just is oblivious to some things and it's funny. And I I love the it feels like they another reason it feels like they went a step above what they could have is just little flourishes like when Chili's being chased and he has the weed cam. You know what I mean? Like that Guy Ritchie type type of camera that's strapped to the actor, and you as he's running down the stairs, or like it randomly goes into slow motion. The background gets a little green as he goes, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or after they crash the golf cart, it like one uh, hoagie I think gets launched, and then it cuts to black as if he they've all been concussed, and then it when it comes back it's like just a little bit darker and there's a little bit more fog and that's when it starts getting into the whole uh like multiple jerry's running around and the traps and shit i was like there there's movies speaking of marky mark uh four brothers has one of the most jarring and at least in my i think jarring transitions ever there's like a scene where they're talking outside the house and with no warning no music no change in the the exposure no darkening of the scene or whatever boom someone gets shot and we we just go into this action like this horrifying action sequence there's no I know that uh, the director of Casino Royale, the movie he did with, um, oh, who directed Apocalypto? He got, uh, he was in Die Hard. No, not Die Hard. Lethal <laughs> Weapon. Weapon. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Okay. There was a there was a scene where you saw a handheld camera in the basement, like peeking out from behind, just some boxes and stuff. And you're like, oh shit, somebody's watching. No one was watching. It was just clever, a clever way to make you unsettled and think that and make the scene more, uh, put you on the edge of your seat. And in Four Brothers, if they had had an extra long shot or something just to make you uneasy, it would have transitioned into it better. Um, I think the movie is solid. I just think that one scene, I was like, oh. Oh, he his chest has exploded and bullets are flying, <laughs> and wow, I'm not. Uh, uh, I the movie has not shifted the gear for me at all. Um, 
<laughs> All to say, I really appreciate the extra effort they did to try to segue us into those tonal shifts, even if it didn't work for, uh, I don't know, if, if it didn't work for you or other people, I can at least, or I think it's easy to see that the, what they did to try to facilitate that change in tone, because they could have easily just been like, ah, crash, and then immediately, and no one passes out, and then every, all the Jerry's start running around, and now you're like, what the fuck? How are there seven? What? There's no, like, we're still, I'm still in chase mode. I'm still in golf cart chase mode. What's going on? Golf balls were flying a second ago. Now I have spooky, spooky, spooky. <laughs> um, I said that in the weirdest way possible, but I'm okay with that. So, so what did you think about the, um, because at the beginning of this movie, when we before we find out the premise, um, the one guy's getting interviewed by Wall Street Journal or something like that. So, what did you think about her coming along and kind of like being a spectator in all this, but not actually participating? She shows up in a lot of the scenes, but she's not really, yeah, you know, involved. I mean, I, I feel like it was just kind of extra unnecessary. That's definitely the weak link in the movie for me. Her character, uh, I feel like it's the. Th- most thinly drawn um it makes sense considering that this movie you know happened all because of an actual wall street journal article or something maybe it wasn't Um, 2012 it was it was a yeah yeah it was a big publication yeah so i get it and it's it's a very useful framing device uh you know you have someone I mean, we've done it forever. They did it with Harry Potter. Fish out of water has to ask all the questions. Audience surrogate. But I think they could have given more texture to her as a person. Like, or they could have put her in the way in some things, or, you know, they could have, you know, her physical presence could have stopped him from doing something. Something. I mean, I like that she gets incorporated at the end. Um, but kind like, of. but those small moments, like where she starts flirting with Lou or going along with it like oh yeah yeah I, I mean there's definitely a space in the article for this no no Jerry no story and then uh, as soon as he starts spelling it like, oh, yeah, I got it. like those small moments where she gives character or even when he's trying to reschedule before she's got in the car and she's like nope nope I'm coming with you I don't know what this is but this is the story like those small flourishes are are the things i hang on to with characters those are the things that make them feel real and the fact that i could only give like two examples there might be one in the waterboarding scene uh or at the end when she's like no i can't be involved i used to stay impartial it doesn't uh yeah i wish she had a more full character and one thing i forgot to say about leslie bibb's character is that i fucking love after her sadistic miscarriage scheme. Hello, cat. After all of that, when Jerry turns to her in the hospital as his like last lifeline of like, this is, you're going to tell me that they're all fucking with me, right? You're the one person I can trust to, who's impartial, who would tell me if this was fake. You'll, you'll be the one to stop me from getting tagged if this isn't legit she doesn't give that to him 
she she like non-verbally pushes him to get tagged man that if that was just another layer to her for me because you know she could you a lesser writer a lesser team could have just made her quote-unquote the bitch you know the the uh the naggy fiance or wife in hangover that doesn't feel like a character to me how i'm remembering her she was the naggy the fiance or wife or girlfriend role and that person should clearly end up with whatever cute woman he meets first on the trip (laughs) (laughs) like very generic i don't consider that character to be a person or a or a fleshed out in any way character leslie bibb's character could have easily been that unfortunately yeah i mean i'm not not unfortunately fortunately we didn't get that yeah i'm glad they did things the way they did but i mean i feel it could have been it could have been done better if you're not laughing at a comedy then the comedies failed to yeah or yeah yeah yeah. so i'm not i'm not gonna I'm never going to be like, oh, Brad, you you just got to get a better sense of humor, man. This this movie, it's just too highbrow for you, man. You just don't get it. I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to be like, I'm I'm a little sad that you couldn't enjoy it as much as I could. I hope <laughs> basically, in other words, I'm not going to be a toxic Batman v Superman fan. Wow. <laughs> if if every I said toxic, if you if you went on Twitter and found anyone who barely who even slightly disliked Batman v Superman and you harassed them for days, you fall into that camp. All right, uh, can we pause this? I need to clear out my Twitter account right now. All right, <laughs> I genuinely almost stopped recording. Um, <laughs> but you know, if every single one of those people had responded to any tweet I saw or tweets I said with, oh man, it really bums me out that you couldn't love the movie the same way I did. I would, my heart would break a little bit. I'd be like, oh man, yeah, that is a bummer. What's another <laughs> movie that you like? Maybe we can find something we both love. That would, you know. Together so that, in harmony. Yeah. No, no one's, there's no movie that everyone's going to love. You even said Citizen Kane is kind of boring the last time yeah. you saw it. Yes. And that's how I felt as a kid when I watched it. I'm, am I, am I but it's one it? of the highest ranked movies on IMDb or whatever Rotten Tomatoes. The Transformer franchise went five for five with Bay at the helm. <laughs> there's room. There's an audience for everything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and I'm sorry, anyone who loves the mo- those movies enough to break them down a minute at a time, you tell me that podcast, and I'll shout it out. I just won't be listening to it. <laughs> uh, and I would genuinely be fascinated to talk to somebody who would love the movies, the Bay Transformer movies that much. Um, but yeah, no, there's nothing that everyone's going to universally love. No. Yeah. Um, I thought I also thought it was funny that um, Sable was kind of like the high one because he always asks like very like shower thoughts ask questions <laughs> but like then he's not the one smoking it's it's yeah. chilly actually because he, he, he was like 
how come bi-weekly both means twice a week and every other week fuck that spoke to me (laughs) that spoke to me because i literally i remember the first time someone used it as like a twice in a week i i was so close online to being like actually dumbass it's every other week and i was like wait is it really what the fuck is that but uh speaking of chili and sable when chili's getting hit on and sable just goes what the fuck is happening <laughs> 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 or, uh, uh, when, he's, when he's talking to when sable's talking to the reporter mm-hmm. and she's like do you know what they're talking about he's like is this off the record She's like, sure. It's like, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it's just uh, like, went through all that just, just to tell her you have no idea what's going on. Yes, I love that so much. Uh, he, I would love to see him at the table with Baird, Beard and the three, uh, three super fans in the bar. When they sit down, he's like, we can talk and we can drink. As long as we talk about anything about the game. And drink. <laughs> and like, I forget what the first question is, but the second one was like, what's Ted like? And the third one was like, how does it feel to know that your life could end in an instant, but the universe is infinite? And you just go, he answers the first question and he's like, Ted is just a man, a man, just a man. And finally, I'm so glad somebody finally asked because I have some thoughts. I would love to get Sable's question. <laughs> <laughs> I want Sable and Beard to sit down for five minutes or 50 hours and have their own podcast. And then just like it. get all the one-liners out of it and just <laughs> write a book. Oh, dude. Oh my God. You know, when Chuck Norris facts was a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I would love, uh, I feel like it's probably Hannibal Burris more than Sable. I would love either one. Hannibal Burris facts or Sable facts. <laughs> um, hmm. So, I mean, I mean, so that, that hit on, hit to me. Um, the bi-weekly th- just his like random, like time is a construct or <laughs> bi-weekly means both, you know, twice a weekend, twice a month or yeah. every other week. He's like, that's just confusing. And like ling- poor ling- linguicity or whatever oh, yeah. it was. It's like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was or, like, that uh, was way deeper than it needed to be. <laughs> or what he told Jobs Ham's character, that was the wrong choice. What? N- neither one of you should have gone. But if one of you should have gone, yeah, it should have been it you. It should have been you. How many wines have you had? Uh, how many legs does an octopus have? Eight? <laughs> <laughs> and just giggles and just walks yeah. away. Just like, <laughs> okay, oh, I love it. Oh man, I know. Yeah, t- please tell me if you ever watch it again. I want to at least see how the uh, how the seeds of knowing demise hit. Yeah. I I didn't notice that the first time, so maybe it, it would be worth a second watch on that. But like I said, if this is on TV, I'm changing the channel. <laughs> if there if it was this comedy movie and almost any like Mel Brooks movie, any like almost any Will Ferrell movie, I'd probably switch over. All right. Wait, if this was you're com- you're comparing this to a Mel Brooks film? 
Uh, oh, if, if the options. If it was yeah, if movie. I had two options. Gotcha. I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many comedy movies I can think of that would come well before this movie. <laughs> I mean, now if you're at home, you know, with your hanging out with your mom, maybe, maybe you can put this on because there's you're not going to really really this film. Yeah, oh, there, there's only with one. The, there's only the sweaty ass <laughs> complaint or uh, excuse the the mother. There's, Hitting There's only two things I can think of. It's like the gangbang. This is our gangbang, <laughs> and then the the one guy at the waterboarding scene that we've talked about for at length at nauseum. I couldn't watch this at all. I mean, I'm not going to anyway, but I couldn't watch this at all with my uh, with my mother because anytime I wrote any type of script and there was a single f word, she'd be like, "You really have to say the f word?" I'm like, "This isn't. This not the wow." missing the whole point you've got to use the whole english language mom yeah yeah it was just weird because i'm like i just wanted to share something i've made shit yeah <laughs> I'm so a, you could, okay you could share this with your siblings that uh, if i have any if you if you had any i don't know my biological father so i might be eh. hey we might be brothers who knows did your dad serve in the u.s military in germany in 1989 no, but he did go leave for a pack of cigarettes and never come back. <laughs> well, you know, that's what uh, dads do. Don't No need to be a pussy about it. <laughs> Sorry. That's the first time I've ever had an opening to reference that Iron Man 3 line. <laughs> and I felt like it was a safe bet to make it since I just, we both just talked about our fathers not being, is, did your father really, uh, no. really do that? Ah, no, I didn't. Son of a bitch. Thought we had a shared experiences. <laughs> this is like when you teased me saying you cried at this movie, but smaller. <laughs> That's weird. I was more disappointed that you didn't cry to this movie than having someone to talk about how my dad abandoned me. I'm gonna cry at <laughs> some like random movie, and it's gonna be you're gonna laugh at me. And you're gonna be like, "That wasn't even a crying scene. Why are you crying?" <laughs> Dude, I cried during Transformers Two. Okay, that's pretty rough. So, so I'm I mean, never gonna be someone to shame. I'm gonna be so excited. The most disrespectful I'd be is like, oh, "You cried in a movie, really? This one? Okay, all right. Uh, why? What? What made you cry? I'm in disbelief, but I really want to know." <laughs> I think the last one was probably. Oof. It was a World War Two movie probably schindler's list i was just gonna say and, that, and that's because we watched that relatively recently within the last uh month or two have you seen the entourage movie no no <laughs> please don't <laughs> have you seen the the entire show of entourage no all right i love it i've seen parts um, of it uh, there's a line where Ari Gold, played by Jeremy Piven, drives up to a red light. There's so many cameos, it's insane. And uh, he's next to Liam Neeson. He's like, hey, Liam. He's like, fuck you, Ari. It's like, hey, what happened to no Jew left behind Schindler's List? <laughs> 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 or something. It was, uh, I may have messed up where he drops Schindler's List in that joke. <laughs> For context, for anyone who hasn't seen, Ari Gold's character is Jewish. So that's why he, with he can, Liam he Neeson like driving that. off, he's like, what about Schindler's List? What about No Jew Left Behind? <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about himself. Um, 
Yeah, anything else you want to talk about in this movie? No, I'm I don't know. It's probably something you probably if if you've never seen the movie and you've got done better to watch, it's it's fine. It's not it's not a awful waste of a hundred minutes or hundred and one minutes, whatever it is. But um Oh, is that yeah. what skunky is? Uh, I'm not sure. I think skunky was it's a movie, but could those ninety minutes have been better served or better used but it's not probably probably <laughs> you i mean like i said if you if there's any other comedy if you're feeling comedy mm-hmm. and there's any other comedy movie on probably watch that <laughs> but if you've never seen this movie and you know every line to every will ferrell movie eh, give it a go yeah and then go back to the world movies <laughs> this would this would be a weird time to say it i guess but i guess people could use this if they if it hit like it did if it for anyone listening if it hit for you like it did brad use that when you tell other people about it and if it hit like it did for me i would say if you have a very weird sense of humor that doesn't always match with other people uh or if you like a kind of off-kilter sense of humor with like a really at least for me, a really strong heart to it, then I'd recommend this. But yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I, cause how I, I think the first way I thought of it when I was walking out of the theater is like, this is a hilarious movie with that just punches you in the heart. <laughs> at the <end>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was half expecting like, like I said before, I mean, I kind of this. It's not an overly complex movie, but like I was kind of expecting him to jump up out of the out of the bed. So when he, when he actually like didn't, ooh. I was like, ooh, okay, ooh, yeah. Like no, I was I expecting would, it to be a ruse, like a like a backwards ruse. I would have fucking hated it. I think I would have flipped on the whole movie if if that was a ruse. I'd be like, you no, because it, it would make sense. I mean, it would be lazy. I can understand that, but it would make sense because Jerry's been playing them. So now he finally gets one on Jerry, like yeah. actually gets him, like it's comparable to the um, the one scene where she uh, fakes a miscarriage. Now you're faking like a deadly disease. So it'd be okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. I'm not saying it's right. I could, <laughs> I could see it. Yeah. But yeah, that would. That would be very interesting. It would feel like a last-second character assassination of yeah. Hokey. Of Hokey. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Is there any movie that you like that this reminds you of that you'd recommend? Because I, I think I'd like to start uh, incorporating like recommendations before we get into spoilers for the future of similar movies. Hmm. Not that I can think of. Hmm. You put me on the spot. Yeah, but not bad. not not that I can think of. I'd say in terms of the uh, frequency of jokes and the specific humor, I would recommend the goods live hard, sell hard. And then in terms of like a kind of funny movie that we've already mentioned, but like someone who's kind of an underdog and you're rooting for them, I would say Hot Rod. Okay. I don't know, I don't know if those are perfect uh, next movies to watch, but. Yeah, I mean, I can see, I can definitely see Hot Rod. Now that you you mentioned that, I can see that. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a good comparison, but I can see it. Yeah, I don't I would, think the would, humor's 
the same at all the same yeah no they they do have some nice bits like what saying what what's weird uh that by the way hot rod has the single most single greatest deleted scene ever really Um, yes if you haven't seen it go on youtube look up hot rod deleted scene it's it's a andy samberg is playing with toys and a fake t-rex that's all i'll say so you know that it's legit what, what you're trying to watch uh i think the second better best uh deleted scenes from forgetting sarah marshall and that one i'll spoil it it's supposed to be in the third act or near the end of the movie he goes sarah marshall's getting on a plane and he goes to apologize and he said he previously had called her the devil he's like you're i know you're not the devil the the likelihood of that is <laughs> is high you know jason siegel joke and then as they're saying goodbye, it flashes back to a single shot on a set. And all it is is Sarah Marsh saying, you know, maybe, but I don't know. Dating a coworker can get messy. And then he just goes, yeah. And then they like go in for the kiss and it cuts back. And you're just, it humanizes Sarah Marshall just a little bit at the end. And I get why they cut it out because it distracted from the like race to the credits let's say but uh whew, whew, whew. i'd recommend it after watching the movie yeah i won't say any more about uh hot rod because it's truly glorious and just pay attention at the end where near the end of the deleted scene how long uh a shot doesn't cut away when a door slammed notice that the shot has not cut away it's very important anyway so do we want to spoil um what we're going to be watching or what we'll be reviewing next week i don't know what what we talked about i don't remember what are we reviewing um well one of them was one of them stretch and the other one was um i got it Docs.google.com. <laughs> Google, uh, Google was, Drive, Google Docs, Google Sheets, all amazing. It was Stretch or Love and Monsters, but I don't have, right? But I don't own Love and Monsters. Is okay. that what we talked about? I think so. There was, there was only two of them. Okay, so you want to do Stretch? Sure, let's do Stretch. Uh, all right, so how about, can we schedule the next two? Stretch and then... There's this movie on Netflix called Three Idiots, and it's an Indian film. And it made me cry multiple times when I watched it. Would you be interested in watching that? Sure. And that's partly in English, partly in Indian. Partly in English. I I don't know what they... Oh, there's a ton of languages. There's Hindi, Telugu, uh, so many. So many. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't have a problem with foreign language films. I mean, I look crazy watching subtitles. Um, I look like that one guy... Uh, with the the two eyes um from was it big daddy they're, they're i don't remember that guy. Well, uh the adam the adam sandler movie oh uh, <laughs> when he gets when he gets oh, rich at the end i don't think i said and he, he gets like a, he gets like a lamborghini and the guy's got two crazy eyes one's like one's like that. way up in the top corner one's like lazy i don't think i've seen that one um the one where he delivers pizzas i don't remember 
Uh, no, they, these are, I think any films that I'd recommend, I don't think I'm the best with reading subtitles, but these are films that it feels effortless. I don't know how to describe it. At least for me, it felt effortless. Reading Mr. Subtitles. Mr. Deeds. Ah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, well, Stretch is, if you saw Smoke and Aces, I think this is one of those special ones where it's not. It's not a comedy, but it's definitely they they put it straight to digital because they didn't know how to advertise it. <laughs> Let's say and, that. And, and Ed Helms is in both of them. Is he in Stretch? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. I forgot. Yep. Ed Helms Stretch. Uh. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so we're, 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 we're keeping we're keeping our string together. <laughs> we're Keep doing together we got to figure out a kevin bacon we got to find out somebody who's been in stretch and three idiots <laughs> good luck, good luck. <laughs> we'd be better off going to like um oh slumdog millionaire would be another touch tough one to do i don't know why but ed helms's photo in that i'm pulling up on uh imdb right now is reminding me uh from stretch or on google but it's coming from imdb is reminding me of Chris Pratt in Wanted. Okay, I think I know. Which, I, I'm without looking it up. I think I know which one you're talking about because I, when I was looking at it before, I think I know which, which one you're talking about. Uh, it looks like they're in a grocery store, and he has a pencil mustache. Yes, I saw that one. Okay, all right. So we'll see Stretch next. It'll be a weird one, I'm sure. And then uh, Three Idiots, which I'm so excited. Three Idiots is a little over three hours just so you know okay uh, so you don't sit down being like i'm going to sleep in two hours and then I'm gonna, oh <laughs> fuck this this is an hour and a half this this 90 minutes could have been better used elsewhere <laughs> <laughs> no oh. you're, i i i'm gonna say this because i know it won't be the rating but i guess if it was stinky it would have to be a double stinky since it's three hours but no it's i'm gonna be shocked if you don't find at least something you love about three idiots because it truly is <sighs> stretch i won't be surprised if you're like man it just didn't hit the hit uh it didn't hit right i'd be like all right fair enough although i will say have you did you say you saw the bradley cooper 18 18 i don't think so okay I saw my Luke Hobbs uh, Funko Pop and it reminded me that Joe Carnahan, director of A-Team, should have directed Hobbs and Shaw because the A-Team directed by Joe Carnahan feels like an honorary Fast fast and Furious movie. The A-Team. I thought you said the 18, like the number 1-8. No, I'm going to blow my nose as soon as we stop recording. No, the A team with uh, Liam yes. Neeson. And... Yes, I have seen the A team. Yes. Okay, so this is the same director. Um, but yeah. First uh, stretch. Yeah, the A team just because probably not three idiots. <laughs> no, no. It, let me put it this way: if uh, if um, Joe Carnahan directed Hobbs and Shaw, and he was allowed to be the leader. If Dwayne Johnson allowed him to actually be the director, it was con- contracted in there, you know, like and didn't undermine his uh, wild vision at all, I Hobbs and Shaw would have been 
top 50% in quality of Fast and Furious movies for me. Not to be confused with Hobbs and Shaw 2 coming soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alright. Fast and Furious movie ever. Best SNL sketch about Fast and Furious <laughs> ever. That's very specific. I'll, I'll, I like I'll it. give it that because it definitely feels like a big budget it's, SNL sketch. It, it's the best um, rock Fast and Furious spinoff movie ever made. It's let's the see, best film that co leads uh, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. And another, there's another wrestler too in there too. And one of his brothers um, oh. in the movie is a wrestler, professional. I, I, I heard, I didn't. Although strangely, they didn't use the best shot. I think if I if I'm thinking of the right brother, there's this moment in the trailers, and I watched the trailers over a hundred times where they go, ooh ah, and like Dwayne Johnson is in the foreground, his brother's right next to him in the background, like almost in the same exact uh, focal length and it's uh, framing both of them. So they do it together. And then in the movie, they had this more energetic, but confusing shot where it like pans up from Dwayne Johnson's feet. And then before <laughs> the ooh is over, it goes over to the other guy, or maybe it would have, it was the other guy first and Dwayne Johnson next, but it just like pans up and then pans over really quickly. And you're like, if I hadn't seen the trailer, I, and I was just watching the movie for the first time, I would have been like, what the fuck just happened? What is Jesus that? Guy. Like, in terms of, like, energy of the shot, it's like, yeah, the camera's moving. So it's more energetic, but it's so confusing. And I was like, you had the perfect shot in the trailer. You had the perfect shot in the trailer, boy. <laughs> you should have just left it. You were doing so good. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, they did great. The, tra- the trailer was 100 I, I knew every line. I would show it to people in my Uber or Lyft, pass back my phone for them to watch. And I would literally, without consciously thinking about it, go, ooh, ah. <laughs> exactly in sync because I had seen it so many times. Come on. Come that's, on. How, that's how excited I was for it, even though I thought he was being a little bit of a diva. I was are still. You t- are you, I can't believe that you are telling me that this movie where The Rock falls out of a hundred story building. Get, gets caught like catches himself halfway down and then falls the other half onto a, like a subway terminal or bus terminal that somehow that's a good movie i can't uh, blows my mind see that just sounds or, like i'm a, sorry it's a bad it's a bad movie i'm sorry <laughs> see that that sounds like a good time in terms of a fast and furious movie <laughs> even right, the fast right. in the fast and the furious was like nah i'm not gonna touch that one <laughs> <laughs> they would do it but they would do it with a car <laughs> yeah, and somehow gets hung up on a string and yeah. the thread of a uh, Vin's jacket somehow saves them. I, I will say before we wrap up in the first trailer when Dwayne Johnson knocks against the glass elevator and you cannot hear him but you see him say fuck you to Jason Statham <laughs> my daughter whatever age she was at the time and I in the theater cackled so hard because you, you didn't hear it, but she could read his lips, and she <laughs> found it to be so funny. She probably six or seven. It was the most hilarious thing to her. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that was an interesting uh, number of 
spirals we went on or what is it <laughs> tunnels we just went down they completely unrelated to the film tag so next next week is stretch mm-hmm. leave a nice five-star review on your listening oh. audio listening areas don't let me tell you how to live your life uh, uh go over to the movies are dope instagram to recommend an underrated movie that you think needed more love yep never, never too uh, late for it don't forget to join the patreon as low as a dollar a month and you can be in the discord with everybody else that's very kind of you there's also a new arbitrary uh level that i added which is 4.99 and i'm just arbitrarily restricting how many people can go there there's one space right now if like 10 other patrons come over at the one or two dollar tiers then i might put it to two spaces but i'm for no reason no good reason <laughs> i just thought it'd be funny to artificially restrict a higher tier for no reason and only one person can get the tag of uh that tier name on the discord <laughs> so you kind of just get to be like ha ha i got it you didn't that's not the energy i want to bring to the discord scrap scrap editor cut that out Oh, wait, I'm the editor. <laughs> all right, <Fire>. all right. <laughs> yeah, that was that joke was fire. I agree. <laughs> um, all right, so let's wrap it out. You remember how we do the outro? Nope. Well, first, I'm Brian. My Instagram's movies are dope. What's your name, sir? My name is Brad. My Instagram is uh, Brad F nine one two. And then we both say this movie was, and then say our rating, and it'll cut before we're done. And this movie was, or do you want to say, and this movie with me? No, go ahead. Oh, no, I kind of want us to both say it together. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Three, two, one. And this this movie movie was was special edible.